Hi, everybody. Good morning. Ah, I am Mary B. And I am a very, very grateful recovered, but not cured food addict. And uh, I am so grateful to be here today. I uh, have a real need to be of service right now. And we'll get to that. I have uh, learned that I have certain guides and instructions in this program. And if I follow them, I stay out of trouble. So I'm going to follow the speaking guide, telling what it was like, what happened to change me, and what it's like today. And I'm going back to uh, a very, very quick uh, childhood. I was a fat kid, period. From the time I was three years old, I grew up a fat kid. And I uh, experienced all of the things that fat kids experience, all the teasing and the jokes and the laughing and being uh, so self-conscious. And um, I was never put on a diet. My parents never put me on a diet. My mother got pregnant when I was 11 and I was her eating buddy during that pregnancy. And I weighed 185 pounds when I was 12 and my youngest sister was born. And when my mother went to her first uh, postpartum appointment, she came home with this little box of pink pills and told me that the doctor gave her those pills for me. Now, I know she was trying to get me to lose some of the weight that I had put on because of her pregnancy. And, um, but they were little sugar pills. And uh, that was the only time that uh, there was any effort made for me to lose weight as a kid. Uh, as I grew, um, I and started to, mm, well, actually, my mother said at one time when she was uh, serving um, dessert, she said, Mary Ann, Ann is my middle name, I don't use it now, but Mary, she always called me Mary Ann to the day she passed away. Mary Ann will lose weight when she gets interested in boys. And mothers are always right. So I started my path on starvation diets. And um, I just remember the Blitz diet and uh, the Atkins, well, uh, yeah, Atkins, it was the drinking man's diet. We used to joke about that, that um, you could drink <laughs> with that diet. And if you drank enough, you didn't care whether you lost weight or not. And that's what I did. For quite a few years as a young woman, uh, I just would uh, starve off a few pounds whenever I needed to for an event or whatever reason, I could do it. But I got married quite young. I was 18 when I got married. And I had three sons. And as um, this time, it, it started to become more and more difficult for me to starve and to lose the weight, I began to binge really out of control. It was like I stepped over a line between just overeating and eating junk and gaining weight to that real down and dirty binging. 
and I could not understand. I, I felt like I had so much control over my life. Um, I was married, I had three kids, I had a home in West Los Angeles. Why couldn't I control my eating? And I was afraid of myself. I was afraid of myself. And I talked to, um, I, um, I hid this, nobody knew. I overheard my husband, my first husband on the phone, one day talking to a friend and he said, I don't know how Mary gains weight. She never eats anything. Well, he never saw me eat anything. And the only thing that kept me from being a night eater was the fear that somebody would catch me. I didn't think anybody in the world ate the way I did. And I uh, only shared this one time with a woman who had been my best friend in junior high and high school. I don't know why I told her, but I told her, I said, I cannot stop eating. And I don't know why. And she said, well, and she was beautiful. She was the beauty and I was the brains. My mother used to say she has a million dollar legs and a penny brain. <laughs> And I hid my legs and I was a pretty good student. Anyway, and I told her that. And she had a, a craft shop in Santa Monica. I guess she had a, a customer, a client, who told her that there was this new diet club that just started recently. It was called Overeaters Anonymous. That was all she knew. And this was in 1962. And that meeting, I lived in West Los Angeles, and that meeting was practically a walking distance from my house. And if any of you have read Owen's, Owen's Roseanne's history of OA, you know that's where she started her first meeting. And I walked into my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous on November 6, 1962. Some of you are thinking, oh my God, that's 60 years. Well, you know what? I think that too. I think yeah. that too. That my higher power has kept me here for all these years. That this is my life to tell you, I cannot imagine. I can't even begin to imagine any other way of life. I was 25 years old, so you go ahead and do the math. That's okay, I don't care, I'm 85. And um, uh, I'm just grateful for every day. I uh, walked into that meeting and I was so relieved to hear that there was a name for what I was doing with food, compulsive eating. Uh, and that there were other people who did the same thing that I did with food. I couldn't believe that. But you know what really surprised me the most? These people got up in front of a room and talked about it. When I, I to me, I was so ashamed and it was a secret and I did everything I could to hide it. And they talked about it and everybody in the room laughed. We laughed, they were laughing. 
and talking and sharing and happy. I mean, I, I was just in love from that day. And there was a little lady in the room. She was just a little petite thing who shared that she had lost 65 pounds. I didn't care who she was or what she was or anything, nothing about her except that she lost 65 pounds and I wanted to know how she did. So I asked her to be my sponsor and that was Roseanne. And we knew so little in those days, but I can tell you, I used to call her, how did you eat? And she would tell me what she ate and I ate that. And if Roseanne were here today and I reminded her of the way we ate then, <laughs> she would have laughed as I do because there's no way that that is gonna work for me. But anyway, it did. I lost all my weight. I went way down below my goal weight and I had lost 21 pounds at that time. And then I decided that uh, all I really needed was the information. And you know, I was hearing so many people who lost 60 pounds and 80 pounds and uh, 100 pounds. And I thought, oh, you know, I don't have that much of a problem. So sometime in, in my first 10 years, I walked out the door twice, never with the idea of walking out and saying, I'm going out there and I'm gonna gain all my weight back. Nope, I was gonna show you guys that I didn't need you, that I could do it. You were starting to ask me to do some work, to do things like writing an inventory of my history. Oh, I yeah, don't need to do that. And so I went out there and I went and I met the great convincer. 10 minutes. And the, oh, was it 10 minutes already? Okay, honey, let me set my watch for 10. And the great convincer is the food. And when I came back, I think it was about 1970, the last time I walked back into the rooms, I, I came back with about 30 or 40 pounds to lose. And I said, this is the only answer for me. And no matter what happens, I will never leave these rooms again. And I never have. And I am an international member of food recovery because I, we, uh, well, you know, when I used to introduce myself and the time that I've been in program and to let everybody know that the only thing about that is that I was a pretty good historian because I went through all the dregs of growing with this program, with all the fights over food uh, programs, food plans and no food plans and with all the groups that broke off from OA to start up the gray sheet and how and, and mm -hmm. FA and anyway, my memory at 85 is getting a little weak, but uh, there's only that and the fact that I'm usually the oldest person in the room. And that's all, that's all it means over my uh, road to recovery was a pretty bumpy one. 
And I hear people on, on these meetings so many times will say, I had a relapse or I had a slip or I had two or I had three. And I thought, oh my gosh, how did they know how many? <laughs> because today, um, let's see, actually the 1st of September, I celebrated 17 years of back-to-back -back abstinence. And before that, you know, somebody once said, well, what, what were you doing before that? Like I was eating all those years and I, and I wasn't. Um, I had, you know, a day, a week, a month, a year, I, I think three and a half years I had uh, at one time. And, and I, will, I will get to what brought me to the 17 years. Um, yeah, I, uh, even in program, when I came in, I lost 21 pounds. In program, I was divorced. I was engaged to a real alcoholic. And I was really angry about that. That was in the mid 80s or early 80s sometime. And he was drinking and I was eating at him. I'll show him. <laughs> And I reached my top weight of 210 pounds. So today I, you know, I get my weight loss mixed up with my age sometimes. So I lost, I don't know. You figure it out. I'm maintaining at 125 for 17 years. And um, I have to say that when I reached 125 pounds, it was 10 pounds below my goal weight, which was 135. I was 5'7". I'm not 5'7 anymore, but um, that I was 5'7". Then it was 135 and I got to 125 and I called my sponsor and I, you know, I'm really concerned and she was concerned and we're gonna work on, you know, adding food and blah, blah, blah. And um, I was walking around my house and I thought, you know what, I really feel good. In fact, I feel great. <laughs> and I'm not skinny. Nobody's telling me my bones are sticking out or anything. I'm really, really healthy. And uh, in fact, um, about a year and a half ago, I had cataract surgery when they take you in, the nurse says, did you take your meds today? I don't take any meds. Another nurse comes over, did you take your meds today? No, I don't take any meds. <laughs> How old are you? You know, no meds. No, I take vitamins, you know, but, um, and I don't want to forget to say something about my abstinence, which has, evolved over the years it has and i love what we read in the beginning it was called commitment to abstinence it says exactly exactly the way i believe that if i'm not abstinent i have nothing i know that picking up the food because i've done it enough to know to be totally convinced once I pick up the food, there's nothing else. It's like wiping out Mary. The food becomes my higher power. I think of nothing else but either what I'm, how I'm going to get it, what I'm going to get, when I'm going to stop, my clothes aren't going to fit, 
Um, I, I can't go to a meeting. Uh, what am I going to tell my spots about? I mean, just everything that goes with it takes over. There's no higher power. The food becomes my higher power. My abstinence has always been three meals a day, nothing in between. There was one point at which I made an attempt because I was reading books. I read, 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 read. I read everything. That it's healthier to break your meals up into five small meals. So I tried it. Three meals, two snacks became five meals in a hurry. So um, no, my abstinence is always three meals a day, nothing in between. My food plan has changed and changed and changed again. And my, I've had uh, quite a number of sponsors. My sponsor today, uh, I have known for 40 years since she came into program. She hasn't been my sponsor that whole time, but we've known each other and have been friends and so forth. And anyway, she's abstinent all those years. And, and she is my sponsor today. And um, I, uh, yeah, my food plan changes and has changed many times, but my abstinence does not change, will not change. Three meals a day, nothing in between, no sugar, no flour. Um, I, I am aware of all of my trigger foods. Um, I want to get to, where am I? Okay. <laughs> the thing about being around so long and being so old, you've got a lot of talking to do. So I just, before I start, I say, God, just give me the words and you better take all those other ones away because I get going and I, I do get going. I want to remember to, um, tell you how I got to this 17 years. Um, today, um, I think about almost five years ago, I became plant-based vegan. And um, I, you know, that was, um, if, if a week before that, you had said to me, Mary, I think you ought to be vegan. I would have said, you are nuts. And don't talk to me. I don't want to hear about it. Don't, nothing. You know, forget it, not me, never. Well, never say never in this program because higher power has an, I have a plan, he has another plan. And this has been another great one for me. I don't sell it. I don't care about anybody else's food plan. Um, I just, this is me. I'm just sharing me. Um, about... Eight years ago, I think, I got into our Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You, telephone, big book, study. I mean, I was abstinent for nine years then, I think, something like that. I was a sponsor. I was sponsoring. I was giving service. I was doing all the things. They had a great program. And I got into that. And... Um, it, it just really changed it. You know, we must continue to grow our spiritual life. And that's exactly what this intensive big book study has done for me. 
Is my time up? I think it is. I think my timer went long. So I will just close with this. When I took this probe, that part, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous as an inspiration for years, you can imagine how many study meetings I've been in and out of, and changed it to an instruction book. It has changed my spiritual life. And um, I'm okay, it says that I'm done. My watch tells me I'm done, so I must be done. I am so grateful to be here. I am in the process of moving. That's why I said I'm so grateful to be able to be of service. My house is for sale. I'm in the process of buying another house. I'm 85. I've got wonderful kids. I've got grandkids, great grandkids. They all want me to be closer. My husband passed away on Valentine's Day. Um, my life is just, if something happens on my phone, I have to respond. I have to answer. It might be somebody coming to Thank you guys. Thank you for being oh, here. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for giving me the opportunity to be of service. I pass. <laughs>